Welcome, welcome to the Happy and Whole podcast. You're now listening to the 15th episode of season two. I'm Christina, the creative being behind Happy and Whole, which is a journey of self-discovery centered in self-love. So be sure to connect with us on any of the nine platforms where we broadcast. Follow us on Instagram at Happy and Whole, which is H-A-P-P-I-A-N-D-W-H-O-L-E. And of course, check out our website for more ways to engage with our community at happyandwhole.com. Welcome back and blessings to each of you for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode of the Happy and Whole podcast. I really appreciate you and your energy and just know that our aim is always to share ourselves with this community fully and with the expectation that you use whatever you hear here to continue growing and fueling yourself to become better each day. Episode 15 is called Person of Standard. And it's no different than any other episode we've had this season. Just amazing gems, amazing energy. And it will definitely leave you feeling ready to take charge of your destiny, all while loving the skin that you're in along the way. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Happy and Whole podcast. The many, many things I can say about our guest today. Oh, my goodness. So many things come to mind, but a few of the first things that come to mind are strength, courage, and community. Those are things for me that she truly embodies. She's such a light in this world, and her perspective on our collective mind and our spirit is one that I just truly admire. Bianca and I share a love for Cleveland, our hometown, fresh pressed juices, and all of the other amazing things that heal and allow our bodies to function amazingly, and of course, our wonderful sorority. So I'm just super proud of her and all that she's accomplished as an entrepreneur, as someone who just is a mover and a shaker in the community. So I love that about her. I love that she walks and talks all of the things that she puts out into the universe. And so I love that. And I really honor all the beauty in her that she spreads into any room that she enters. And so there's so much on the horizon for this amazing woman. And I cannot wait to hear more about her experiences with self-love and self-discovery. So without further ado, I want Ms. Bianca to share a little bit more about who she is with the community and what she does. And community, welcome, Ms. Bianca Bess. Man, uh, thank you for that awesome sway in the morning, almost like introduction. (laughs) Of course. That was so affirming. So I'm just so happy to be here on the Happy Home Podcast. So hi, listeners. Hi, community. Hi, family. Um, And it's it's always awkward when people ask you to talk about yourself or to introduce yourself. But it also gives me a chance to really think about who do I want to convey that I am. So um, I absolutely am a black woman from the city of Cleveland. I'm a bobcat. I'm a soror. I love our lovely sorority and Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout out to Epsilon Iota. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a consultant. I'm a community development practitioner. Um, 
I'm the creator of the Village Perspective Podcast, and um, I really am a person who's really grounded in her purpose and is committed to building villages, and that's my personal concept of community mm. development. It's not about just, I don't want it to be about just redeveloping community. I think that's the foundation, but for, for us, for us, and I'm speaking for persons of color, I think we mm-hmm. need to get back to not only community development, but thinking about how we used to operate in villages and, and what that really means and the core concepts that sustain those types of spaces or have sustained yeah. those space, spaces in the past. So those are the things that come to mind when I think of who I am. I'm certainly a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a cousin. I'm a friend. I'm a confidant. And I'm a, I'm a neighbor. Um, awesome. So, yeah, that's me. They love it. In a little <laughs> I love it. it. Well, of course, as you all know, this podcast is dedicated to making sure that we find space for ourselves and for others who are on this path and this journey for growth. And it's really important that I share voices and perspectives from across the spectrum um, that just can share more about their journey with self-love and their growth and their development and also their self-discovery, things that they have just found amazing about themselves, maybe disheartening but are growing in, um, anything like that. And so I'm excited for Bianca to just kind of share a little bit about herself, a little bit about what that journey has looked like for her. And, of course, I know she's going to drop some gems. So I hope you guys are taking <laughs> notes. You know I will be. So I'm super excited. So I'm going to turn it over to you, share with us, and, of course, as our stories intersect, um, I definitely have to. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely went about, I've been thinking about this conversation for a little while now um, and and being a listener to the podcast and really just um, honoring and being humbled by the fact that you asked me to be a guest in this space. Like I really wanted to be intentional about the things that of I course. share. So I kind of mm-hmm. nerded out a little bit, you know. <laughs> I have uh, five bullet points. I'm a firm believer that bullet points comes in three, come in threes or fives, and I couldn't just mm-hmm. do three things. So I have five things that I kind of thought about that I wanted to share with the community. Love and it. one of the first things that I feel like has really helped me honor myself and love myself a little bit more on this journey is what I call pace and pause. And it's really mm-hmm. honoring the pace that I do things, whether that's too slow or too fast, but really respecting the opportunities that exist where I really need to pause, where I need to stop and either take a moment to look around, look back, look forward, but honoring and and respecting the pace that things need to happen or are happening. You know, I think we, most of us know that things don't necessarily happen according to our time. Right. It's, 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 it's the divine timing of whatever you choose to practice or believe in that's grounding you and your faith. But it's, it's never in our time. It's always in the universe's time or the creator's mm-hmm. time. And yes. that time is always perfect. That timing is always yes. perfect. But because, yes. it doesn't yes. allow, because it doesn't align with our humanistic perspective, right. we often are in conflict with that truth that things are not going to happen in our time. So that is just me learning through experience that, you know, I have to honor the pace at which things are happening for me now. Like, Mm -hmm. I am certainly at this stage in my life not where I feel like I should be. And every time I say that, I get frustrated because you never, I don't, I don't like that phrase, but it's still a truth for me. 
Yeah. I don't feel like I'm where I should be. But I, I re- in recognizing that and being honest with myself about that, I try to honor the pace that I am moving at and recognize the moments where I need to pause. So pace and pause is something that I feel like has really been critical to me moving past frustrations and honoring where I am in the present in order to get to future aspirations. Like I feel like I, I have to respect that pace and pause. I love that. And I think <laughs> that I do because I feel like when you said I, I feel like I'm not where I should be, there's so many of us that feel like that. Oh, yeah. And I think, of course, there's like societal pressure and things like that to say when you're at a certain age, have you met all these mile markers, et cetera. But I also think we put that pressure on ourselves because especially Absolutely. if we have a vision for our lives or if we have goals or dreams or aspirations and those things have not come to pass yet, then we're like, okay, like, <laughs> what's going on? Is it me? Is it you? Am I supposed to wait? Am I supposed to work harder? Like, what is this? But Absolutely. even though it's not where I should be, it for me it came to me like this is where I need to be. And right. I think for me that's where I find, like, the sacredness of gratitude because right. it reminds you to be thankful for your present moment and all the things that have just – that you have right now, like right. the things we take for granted, like our mobility, our – you know, being in our right mind, like the things mm-hmm. that are in its simplest form that once we get where we're going, we don't even know what's waiting for us there. So it's such a good reminder for me in you saying that to be like, be grateful for the things yeah. that you have right now, because when that new level does come, it's going to come with some additional things. And this is a great practice for you to have in this moment to be like, all right, let, let me receive some gratitude right now, even for though certain. I'm anxious <laughs> about the future. So I love that. Ooh. For certain. And I feel like I, I learned that lesson the most, like post, like an undergrad at OU, you know, stomping around the campus of the ATH. I mm-hmm. just had the plan of all plans and everything <laughs> from freshman year through the first two years post-undergrad, everything went according to plan. So I'm thinking, wow. oh, this pace is how it's supposed to be. This is how mm-hmm. it's going to go. I'm in my flow. I'm in my rhythm. And when life hit me working in that banking industry, and I was like, yo, I'm miserable. I'm um, miserable. But it's like, no, but this is the plan. We're moving at a good pace. Everything is great. Yep. This is, no, yep. it's not. This is This is not. So when life came at me fast and I really made some shifts in my professional trajectory, that's mm-hmm. when I had to really accept that lesson of pace and pause because now mm-hmm. I'm moving at a different pace. I'm shifting things. I'm having to learn how to move in a different industry and mm-hmm. really having to honor the fact that I didn't feel grounded in purpose. And so I had to change the pace and I had to honor pause in order to reground myself in a new purpose. Right. That's so, awesome. Well, I'm going to yeah. tip my hat off for you for a second because unlike you, I had, I had no clue what I was doing from the moment I stepped on campus <laughs> until I left, okay? But I was blessed to be there. Had a great Absolutely. time. <laughs> but that's awesome. At least you yeah, have that, that visionary mindset to say, all right, I'm putting this plan together even if it goes left. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that kind of connects to, to the next, like, point that mm-hmm. I wanted to offer the community. And it was, like, just – just these these things that I always say to myself when I'm evaluating decisions or opportunities or relationships right. um, and, and connecting to my last point, when I talked about transitioning from different, from financial services to moving into the nonprofit sector and ultimately community development, mm-hmm. you know, and entrepreneurship in the midst of all of that, 
I was like, man, you know, there are so many things that I could I could be doing. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been offered executive director positions at nonprofits. I've been offered to pursue partnerships with people on the personal business side. But mm-hmm. is what are these things that are being presented to me or things that I'm thinking about pursuing? Are they on purpose? Mm-hmm. Are they on brand? And are they on time? You know, is this thing really connected to the true purpose that I've determined that is for me in this particular space and time? Is that is it really on purpose? Is it connected to something that I'm already pursuing and it's going to enhance right. um, um, or, or you know, be aligned with the purpose that I have for myself? Is it on brand? Is it connected to the vision that I have for the brands that I'm already connected to or things that I right. want to build? Is the messaging connected? And then is it on time? Is it is it the appointed time for me to even be thinking about this thing or this pers- relationship or this entity, whatever it is? But those are like my evaluation metrics. Is it on purpose, on brand, or on time? And if it's none of those things, I don't mm. even need to consider it. I, I've learned to stop wasting my time with things that yeah. aren't necessarily for me. And if it could, if it can't pass one of those those initial, you know, parameters, a litmus test, then I don't need to do it, at least not yeah. right now. I love that. At I say that all the time, now. but I truly do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is so representative of the work that we are doing in this community. You have to be at a place where you can actually identify what your purpose is before you can even use that as a metric. And we work on that. We think about, all right, what is that? Who am I? What does that mean for me, right, on brand? Are you the brand? Are you representative of a brand? Like, what does that mean? But that the descriptor that you use of of your vision, right, the way that where you see yourself 365 days to five years from now, is that in alignment with that? And if not, Mm -hmm. is it right for you? And then the timing piece, of course, that just, that's tough, right? That is, that's tough because especially for entrepreneurs, like, finances, getting a flow, all that kind of yeah. stuff, and you're presented with something, and you're like, ooh, this will really help me over the next six months. <laughs> but is it right for me, right? Exactly. Even exactly. if you're, you know, in a corporate trajectory, like, it sounds good. It's a management position or director position, but, like, is that really the right next step for you to really get to where you're going, or are you just Absolutely. taking the first thing that someone throws at you, right? Absolutely. And that last thing you just said is exactly where I've been, like, the last 30 days mm. you know there have been opp- professional opportunities that I've been evaluating and it's like mm, you know or no, I've only just had the last 30 days the last three months I've been looking at different things and it's like no yeah. that's not really the right fit but then how people look at me like well you and aren't you looking for this aren't you looking for that yeah but I have these four you know imperatives that I feel like mm-hmm. you know an opportunity really has to meet and yeah. that's not really it so I don't really feel like I have to be pigeonholed into Right. I'm desperate to take something, so I'm gonna wait for the appointed time. I'm gonna make sure that I'm not just ex- accepting anything. I'm gonna be a person of standards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna honor my own standards, uh, and I'm gonna that. I'm gonna be okay with the fact that you don't understand them, and it's not necessarily for you to understand. But I'm gonna adhere to my mm-hmm. own personal standards of the opportunities that I want to pursue. I love that, and it. Yeah. It reminds me of something that I feel like people really desire, Um, whether you're, you know, working for somebody else or working for yourself, like there's this idea and this this yearning for freedom, 
right, mm-hmm. where you get to choose what you want to do with your time, with your money, et cetera, whether that's financial freedom, you know, time freedom, like whatever you define as that. Mm-hmm. And having these metrics, like, gives you the flexibility, the space, the breath to say, I don't have to be constrained by that because whatever it is that I am looking for and that's looking for me will find me when it needs to. And right. that also connects to the practice of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. When you are presented with these things, it's so important that you get still so that you can hear and see what you are supposed to hear and see to make the best decisions for you and for your vision, for all the things that you know you're supposed to produce in the world. And so when you're faced with these moments, I think these metrics are amazing. And then use those as guidance to say, whatever I'm supposed to see, whatever I'm supposed to hear, whatever I'm supposed to feel to make sure that I make the best decision right now in this moment will allow that to come. Like we need that and being specific when we're meditating and these big decisions or these big life moments happen because they can and always come around. But when they do, this is a way to be prepared for them and say, all right, I know how to do this. I know what to ask for so that it comes to me in the right pathway. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Good. good. (laughs) So, like, um, the next two are, you know, I love music. And, you know, it's really my Mm -hmm. therapy a lot of times is listening to music based on what I'm feeling or if I'm trying to get amped up for something or if I'm being introspective, if I'm trying to meditate. Music is just, you know, it's, it's, in all aspects of my day. And um, yeah. the next two points come from songs. Um, the first one is KOS, which is Knowledge of Self. That's a song um, by Most Def and Taleb Kweli. And for me, Knowledge of Self is really about honesty and transparency and, and recognizing, um, let's see, the, the biggest, this lesson really came out of me being honest with myself when I had to, acknowledged that I was going through um, anxiety and depression and didn't know that I was navigating anxiety and depression. Mm. And that really came about in 2009 Mm -hmm. and, you know, officially diagnosed in 2010, but, you know, honoring like, oh, no, I'm not depressed, or just having to be honest about the fact that I am depressed Mm. and understanding what that means and how to develop coping mechanisms and being honest with myself and other people um, as I learned to do that, I feel like that I'm saying it kind of cavalier now, but that took a lot of time for me to be mm. honest with myself and be transparent with others. I still like I still feel like I'm growing on the journey of being transparent and feeling safe enough with people to be transparent mm-hmm. about what I am or am not navigating or how I do or do not feel, and when I need the space in order to. Um, do my own healing before I can interact and offer you my energy. And I feel like Mm. there have been two critical people that have been so inspirational to me on that journey, Mm -hmm. one of which you are also very close with, but Chris Redcross is just, Mm. she has has been, I have told her many, many times over the last five to seven years that you don't even know how your transparency has been healing for me is I've been navigating very similar things and just being tight-lipped about it, but being able to see you say exactly what I felt at any particular moment, like that mm-hmm. is very, um, it's very affirming. I mean, yeah. I, don't think, 
I don't think oftentimes we realize that we're never navigating anything alone, but just realizing that there's somebody that I know who's navigating a very similar journey right. is just, like, amazing to me. And to see how she's continuing to navigate and be of service in, in that journey to other people is also mm-hmm. something that I am just like, you are you are all heroes don't wear capes, but you surely deserve one. Right. So, and then in addition to that, a friend of mine, um, Eris Edie, ironically, these are both Shaker High School graduates. I was about so. to say I love her. <laughs> <laughs> we All just breed good stuff. I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. But Eris Edie has been a good friend of mine since high school through open mic poetry days and, and presently in adulthood. And she's always been a beacon of transparency and honesty about who she is, unabashedly representing Mm-hmm. the many intersections that she um, lives as Eris Edie. And, again, just another person, another black woman that's been able to show me through action and by living their truths mm-hmm. that doing that, living my truth and being honest and transparent about that really is a way to have, you know, a true knowledge of self. And so that's right. that's really my third point. I love it. <laughs> and you just, I mean, you touched on something that's so important to me, which is why I asked you to be here. Because I feel like anyone who I've asked to be on this season, I truly do feel like they are authentically themselves. And that is, like, one of my things. Like, yours is honesty and transparency. For me, it's authenticity. Like, I can feel when you know yourself. I can sense when, like, you are just completely and utterly just being who you know how to be and no one else. And that shines through, and it's just such a beautiful experience for me, and I'm so glad that you talked about heroes and sheroes because that's exactly where my mind went when you started talking about this because because I value authenticity the way that I do, I gravitate towards people who I acknowledge have truly figured that out. Like they are very secure in their purpose. They're very secure in their truth, and I'm like, oh, that is amazing. And it and it and I gravitate towards that because, of course, like we're all on our journey to continuously be even more open and honest and transparent with ourselves. And when you see someone else do that, you're like, yes, I need all of that. Give me more energy. Give me more courage, more strength to keep doing that for myself. And you talked about music and like, ugh. So India Irie is one of those persons for me. Like I love that woman. Like love her. (laughs) Her songs speak to my life. I saw her twice in concert now and I'm just, I just don't know what to do with myself. Can't sit down. Um, she's amazing. And I think that she is another person who just walks the talk. Maya Angelou is also one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. And she just lives so authentic, like authentically, unapologetically. And I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. So that's, that's important. And that's another vein in the work that we do, right? The more absolutely. that we talk to ourselves, the more that we listen to ourselves, journal, talk to other people, connect with them, see ourselves and other people, it helps us learn more and more and more and more about ourselves. And I think that that is where it comes from, right? Someone was asking, I don't know who I was talking to recently, and I was sharing with them, you know, I don't believe that when you find your person, that's what I like to say, when you find your person, I don't think you you come to them as two halves that make a whole. To me, Mm -hmm. you should both be whole people, and then you move forward in that journey together. And so, I think the knowledge of self piece is like if you haven't done that work of understanding who you are, if you are broken, which we all have broken pieces, of course, but you're constantly, that's what this journey is about, is figuring out how to feel whole, even in your brokenness, right? How to mend those pieces 
love on your scars and keep going. And we need that in connections with friendships, in connections with, you know, relationships, whether they're romantic, platonic, it doesn't matter. Um, it starts with that. It definitely starts with knowledge of self. So I love that. That's Absolutely. Awesome. And you mentioned um, NDRE and Maya Angelou. So to me, my counterparts to that would be Erica Badu and Audrey Lord. Like I, I love yes, Erica Badu. Yes, ma'am. Received. I'm very excited. Very excited. She's <laughs> yes, coming to Cleveland. Yes, ma'am. Badu Angel are coming to Cleveland in 2020. So I'm very excited. I pumped. heard. I'm excited. Yes, I'm very excited about that. But Badu, I have to give her all credit for so many things, but specifically yes. the way that I even respond to people when they mm. say now, hey, how you doing? Instead of the typical, oh, I'm okay or I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I now take, you know, a piece from the song Orange Moon Mm-hmm. And say, you know, people say, hey, B, how you doing? I say, you know, I'm brighter than before. Because mm. um, yesterday could have been a dark day. Yesterday could have been a, a okay day. But either way, mm. I want to speak and over myself and say that I'm yeah. brighter than whatever was before. Mm. So I, I try to be intentional about not that. saying, you know, I'm okay or I'm fine. You know, definitely yeah. still being honest about how I feel, but also taking the opportunity to say something positive into the into the universe. Yeah. As opposed yep. to edifying a temporary negative moment that I may be right. in, 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 in living at the moment, but isn't going to persist. Right. As, temporary. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. So why not just say, you know, I'm brighter than before. Mm-hmm. And then um, Audrey Lord is my favorite poet, hands down. And she has this poem called Litany for Survival. And, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a tattoo one day, but there's this last piece of the poem that says, you know, when we are, silent we are afraid um and when we are hungry we are afraid we will never eat again so it is better to speak knowing that we were never meant to survive and mm-hmm. so to me it's 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 just i don't know i just i just love her i love who she was mm-hmm. i love who she represented yeah but that little piece of that poem uh, from another shero of mine just always reminds me like speak like, mm-hmm. don't silence yourself because the world is always going to look for an opportunity to silence you. So don't you yeah. do that. Don't you inflict that on yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I don't want to. I love that. <laughs> I don't mm. want to dwell on the artist, but the next the next point I was going to say does come mm-hmm. from another female musician. Um, She's an artist, I think, out of Germany. Her name is Akua Naru. And mm. she had this song called, um, I think the song was called Morning. But in the song, um, she has this part um, that says self-love is the very first romance. And mm. I heard this song like 10 years ago, but to this day, that line blows my mind. And it's like, you are absolutely right. And it kind of connects to what you just said about when you find your person, you know, right. not necessarily coming to that person, you know, as a portion of a self, but mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be your whole self so that when your powers combine, you're hopefully 200% not 110% or right, both being right. 40 and bringing, you That's know, combining not only equaling up to 80%, but hearing her sing, mm-hmm. you know, the self-love is the very first romance. She's kind of kind of a spoken word artist, so I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But just that 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 phrasing, self, self-love, self me loving myself is absolutely yeah. the first romance. If I'm not in love with myself mm-hmm. and treating myself the way that I want somebody else to treat me, how am I really preparing myself to be loved right. and to love accordingly? Right. So I just love that concept. It sticks with me often. I share it and say it to people often. I often just go back and revisit that song and watch the YouTube video just because it's still so powerful. And I just mm-hmm. I just love it. 
So I'm going to let that one speak for itself. I'm over here smiling yeah. and dancing. So I, <laughs> my spirit is like, we fool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sure I, I like send it that. to you. I'm going to send you a link just so you can hear yes, it. Yes, send us all the things. We'll yeah, post the song that. is yes. really good. The song is Amazing. good. And it's, it's old. It's not anything that's recent, young people. That's okay. It's not a new <laughs> hit, but it's just a good song. It's a good song. I like and it. And then, like, my fifth and final point is just really about intersections and honoring um I guess more so interconnectedness than intersections. But when I worked at a nonprofit on the east side of Cleveland called Eastern Neighborhood House, our CEO really championed championed a philosophy um out of South Africa called Ubuntu. And Ubuntu mm-hmm. simply means that I am because you are, therefore yep. I am. That our journeys are interconnected because I yeah. know you, you have now influenced my journey henceforth. And yeah. I feel like that is a really important humanistic philosophy and really kind of tying, you know, my first point, pace and pause, and the second point on purpose, on brand, on time, you know, really understanding that my purpose is rooted in your purpose. And because we, right. we, know, we know each other, mm-hmm. you have in, influenced my purpose and me walking in that. And so I think that that allowed me to approach not only the way that I've, you know, been trying to journey to my own happy and whole, but how I look at the relationships and how I value relationships yeah. from the most minuscule to the most major rela- relationships mm-hmm. in my life, I, I find value in all of them now, whether it's, you know, a person that I see at a community meeting all the time and I can't remember their name, but I remember the energy and the connection mm-hmm. that we have and I honor that. Yeah. Or it's a mentor, or it's a relative, or it's a soror, or it's an old friend from college who I really don't remember what your name is either because that's not really my gift. But I remember that we have this shared experience of being Bobcats. And I know that when I see you and we make eye contact, I smile right. inside, internally. But, you know, just really honoring the way that people have been able to touch my journey just by being present yeah. and by being themselves in whatever moment we've been able to interact and and exchange together, that that energy has been influential to me. And I think understanding that concept of Ubuntu Mm -hmm. and working at an agency, which was the first place that I worked after leaving the banking industry, I think Mm -hmm. it really influenced the way that I pursued my graduate education, the way that Mm -hmm. I got invested in environmental justice, the way that I'm infusing environmental justice into all the community development work that I do, the way that I attach or um, pursue engagement strategies in the community work that I do, I feel like that's all tied back to Ubuntu and honoring the fact that I am because somebody else is. Ooh, that's powerful. And <laughs> you know what that made me think of, too, is um, the ways in which sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to love on all of the intersections and the interconnectedness within ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. we are some dynamic humans. And who we are can sometimes be muffled or clouded by other people's thoughts, other people's expectations of us. And we don't allow ourselves grace to have to be multidimensional, right? And multidynamic mm-hmm. is like there's so many layers to you. And I'm I'm sure that we share, I know without a shadow of a doubt, just being multi-hyphenates, like good at a lot of things, wanting to Absolutely. do a lot of things and just like Absolutely. loving on those pieces of ourselves. And I think that you just never know how you doing that internally will bring forth these connections externally. So right. I love that the ways that you've been able to see that externally 
has been really helpful and beneficial for you, but I also think that's because you loved on who you were on the inside, right? Like there's right. so many different levels and dynamics to who you are that you're like, all right, I see myself in these other humans. I honor these experiences, but I also connect with something inside this other human that I've acknowledged inside of myself, and I think that makes those connections more fruitful and more positive and just more flowing. So, ah, right. Absolutely. And I listened to the previous episode where you talked about, you know, not really having clarity on what you wanted to do when we were down at OU. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I related to that, not because, not when I was in undergrad, but when mm-hmm. I had to go through that shift of changing careers, it was like, yeah, I am good at a whole bunch of things and I could do that, but I don't really want to. Like, yeah, I could <laughs> do this, but I don't really want to. And it, I mm-hmm. think there's there's some value in being multi-hyphenated, but there are a yeah. lot of challenges that come with that. Yeah, and really, yes, you yes. Know, and really, and really trying to make sure that yeah, I'm I'm capable of a lot of things, but what mm-hmm. am I called to? Do? Yes, yes, that's so important. It's and it is. So I I honestly felt very affirmed by Amanda Seals' podcast, a small dose that she has one about um, being multi-hyphenated. And so she explains a little bit from her perspective what that means and different. I was like, ah, like it gives voice to the things that you feel, but you're absolutely right. And with your point about timing, right? Yeah. yeah there, sure. There's going to be different pieces of you that need to show up in different ways at different times. Absolutely. And I've just, <laughs> I started to notice that on my own journey, which has been so interesting. Like tonight I taught my first strength training strength training class um right and I never imagined myself really going down this like personal training and fitness world as like a a thing but it's just unfolding and so you walk in and I'm like okay anyone who follows me on Instagram knows my tail is always in somebody's gym or doing something (laughs) active so I guess for other people, it's like, well, duh, it makes sense. But for me, I'm like, mm, my eye is on so many other prizes that I just didn't see this, but walk in it, right? You never know when those pieces of yourself will present themselves as an opportunity. So you're absolutely but right. But isn't like, it amazing? Isn't it amazing how sometimes other people see for us what we are unable yes, to see in ourselves? Yes, yes, Well before yes, we are even able yes, to Yes, yes, and yes. I have loved that about my journey, Um because I got my master's degree in leadership, and I feel like I was, I'm was i a natural-born leader. Like, I've just always somehow finagled my way into these positions. Don't know how. It's just kind of how things roll from high school on up. Um, but I think a big part of my leadership journey was following the right people, right, and mm-hmm. allowing them to lead so I could see what it looks like and allow them to kind of, like, speak into me. I can't tell you how many amazing mentors that I, like, love on to this day that I'm like, wow, like as a second grade teacher, I was like, this is my second year. Why would I be grade level chair? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense to me. You sure, Miss Gill? Like you, pop, <laughs> you is it, it might have been a typo. You can send it to somebody else. Like she's like, no, Rogers, you got this. Like you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she got twenty years on me. She got fifteen years on me. She's like, nope, we, you got this. And she trusted me. I freaked out, of course, but I got it together. <laughs> And it was an amazing year, right? We yep. had some bumps mm-hmm. along the road, but it was an amazing year. And I was like, she saw that. And yep. I've had so many examples of that. I think that's amazing. So lean into stuff like that, y'all. Like when someone sees something in you, even if you don't see it, 
they're putting together some dots that just have not come into your vision yet, but just lean into it. You never know. And don't be be dismissive. Don't be dismissive of those perspectives because sometimes we are unable to see things because we're steep. We're too, our heads are too far in the sand of just trying to survive and trying to to navigate certain things that are maybe in our present. But be open enough to listen to the perspective or or the path that someone sees for you. It doesn't have to be anything major, but Mm -hmm. just just be open to receiving that because I know for myself. It's been a full year since I left my last organization mm-hmm. and decided, you know, I'm just going to be a full-time consultant and figure out this juice business, and I'm just going to strike out on my own. But I'll tell you, that ain't um, that ain't that's not for the faint of heart because there were many <laughs> there were many a times where I'm like, you know, it's looking kind of bleak out here. You know, mm-hmm. universe, what's going on? I don't know how I'm going to mm-hmm. do X, Y, or Z. But I was able to lean on my personal board of directors and say hey, I'm feeling this, this, and that from a person who has industry expertise or someone who knows me very personally and is a spiritual confidant or someone who's just a friend. And all those different perspectives that make up that personal board of directors, that's a totally another different conversation we need to delve into. But all of those Right, I was about to say. <laughs> personal board of directors, I'll say it again for the community. But all those people who I, re- I, able, I was able to talk to at different points of trying to stay independent and stay a consultant mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. able to tell me different things that I needed to hear and yeah. things that I wasn't able to see in myself. And yeah. one of the biggest things that I, I heard repeatedly in many different forms, but really came down to is you have everything you need yes. to pursue all you yes. want to pursue. Yes. Yes. You have Woo. everything you need. You have the mm. experience. This is for me personally yes. what I heard. You have the experience. You have the knowledge. You have the commitment. You have the drive. Yeah. You are fully capable and confident mm. to, to pursue all that you want to pursue. You don't need another degree. You don't need this certification. Yes. You don't need to spend this amount of money for this class. You have mm. everything you need. Go do it. Somebody needs to hear that. Say it again for me. They didn't hear you the first time. Go do it. You have everything you, you have need. It. Yeah. And, and I couldn't see that because all I kept trying to see was I need this, this, and that. I don't have mm-hmm. this, this, and that. All I'm, all I'm looking at is lack. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, all, you know, sometimes we don't wow. wear rose-colored glasses. We just got on shades. <laughs> we can't see blinders. Can't see <laughs> blinders. You can't see past anything you know you're making mountains on the molehills and everything is bleak but you need those people around you who are going to be able to tell you like I know you can't see it but this is what I see for you and I'm not steeped in anything that's going to tell you that's not going to tell you the truth I'm telling Mm -hmm. you because I know you and I know what is for you and I know you are Mm -hmm. capable of doing these things for Mm -hmm. yourself especially if you can speak it right like you know what you want it's very clear to you and I think this is the crazy part, right, about that. I think that we we wait for someone else to give us an opportunity or a window to walk through when we need to hear those words from others to remind ourselves that we're supposed to create this. If we just start doing, the doors will open. If we just start doing the people we're supposed to connect with will come to us. If we just start doing, all of the things that we were looking for will fall right into our laps. And we won't have to keep looking for them. They will come to you. Yeah. So, oh, that's powerful. Like you said, if you just start doing most 
Most walks start with a stumble, so if we just start doing it, you know, we can we can eventually walk in it for sure. So true. I don't care if you crawl, whatever, whatever <laughs> it looks like. Just get to doing just it. Go, just, yes. Just do. Just do. And something that's that's been floating around in the atmosphere lately is, um, done is better than perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's good. So that's happening um, a lot in the atmosphere. It's like yeah, just do good. it. Who cares if it looks crazy? Who yeah. cares if like you got typos? To just hit post. <laughs> like it yeah. does not matter. Fix it later. Just get it done. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Mm. That's good. good stuff. So are there things that you do in your daily practice or your weekly practice that you think have really helped you get to this point of being so honest with yourself, being so transparent with yourself, with others and growing to that space? Like are there things you can name that you can attribute your growth up until this point too? Um, I think it's evolved a little bit over the years, but I have in, in, in different phases of my morning routine, in different stages of my life, my morning routine has always included some sort of meditative practice. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a early, I'm a early riser. Like I'm not a night owl. Me too. Like, I am an early riser. Like my internal alarm clock, I attribute it to my mother being a, a single yeah. parent and having to get up really early, get me to where I needed to go before school. But I internally can wake up at 4:30 a.m. every morning and, and be good <laughs> and, be, and be up. And so because I like to um, utilize that time to actually start my day, I started having a routine of if it. Now, at one point, I was doing YouTube yoga and trying to mm-hmm. learn. How, I don't, that's not going to work for me. I need a class. <laughs> I need instruction. So I just started trying to do, you know, 10 minutes of meditation here. And sometimes, you know, now that's turned into my dog. I have a dog. I love my puppy. And so <laughs> us walking has turned into my meditation someday. Mm-hmm. That, that morning walk is a part of my ritual. But after whatever meditative practice it is, you know, I want to get back into the groove of doing my 15 to 20 minutes every morning. But after that, it's going into my, my, my beverage ritual, whether it's a cup of tea or um, warm water and lime to alkaline myself or making a juice. Like, there's always some beverage ritual for myself in the morning. And then listening to my music, having a little dance party mm-hmm. with my dog, figuring <laughs> out what I'm wearing for the day. And that's usually my morning routine, and I ha- I have to have some sort of morning routine for me. I've, mm-hmm. I've been grounded in that. Like I said, it's taken many different shapes, mm-hmm. but I can't start my day by just getting up and rushing out the house. Like, I can't rush anywhere. Like, I need mm-hmm. space to prepare to go wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have a meeting at 10 o'clock. I'm still going to probably be up by 5 a.m. doing that morning routine and just doing some extra stuff in between that 10 o'clock appointment. Mm-hmm. But that morning routine, I feel like, is really important for me and has been something that stuck with me over time. Mm-hmm. So important. I was talking about that with Coco. She's a night person. So that was definitely a suggestion for the listen. Whether you're night, middle of the day, know when your peak hours are and leverage yeah. them to the max. Yeah, because um, if I was a night owl, I'd probably have a night routine. That mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. different to settle me into the evening, but yeah. I, I, can, I can't stay up past 11 o'clock. I'm old. <laughs> that's late for me. <laughs> I'm old. And that's late for me. I was just trying to impress the listeners by making them think I stayed up later, but I'm that's like late. 9.30, 10 o'clock. <laughs> that's late. Ooh, that's funny. I love it. That's great. That's a wonderful suggestion. And I hope that 
you all, just like I am, are really starting to hear trends and hear several things repeated because they work, right? And this, this is not to say that any of us have figured it out, that we know, oh, no. oh, we are so enlightened and, like, listen to us and you'll just be, you'll get there too. Like, it's not, definitely not coming from that space or spirit, uh-uh. but there are things that work, right? And they work for us as individuals, even though yeah. it's a similar concept is going to look and feel different based on the person who's doing it. So you have a toolbox of plenty of things to just try, figure out what works for you. Like you heard B say, hey, it it has looked different over the last year, let alone, you know, previous years, and it'll continue Mm -hmm. to evolve and transition based on where you are in your life, but you have something that you can hold on to. So I love that. That's awesome. For sure. Well, ma'am, this has just filled my whole spirit. Good. Feel so great. Glad. It was like I'm my so second happy. high of the day. My I'm class so was great. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Now talking to you is amazing. Like, so good. This is awesome. Good vibes. Good vibes. I'm glad Absolutely. Well, tell the people how they can stay connected with you after they listen to this amazing episode um, and they want to just connect with you, learn more, all the good stuff. Where can they find you? Um, the best platform is probably Instagram, uh, Bianca Michelle, the number one three, um, B-I-A-N-C-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, one three, on Instagram. Um, you can find me, Bianca Michelle, on Facebook as well. And um, if you follow Bianca Michelle on Instagram, you'll connect to my other um, pages, which are Ojima Refresh for my juice business and the um, Village Perspective podcast. But Instagram is where you'll find all the things that I share primarily love it and of course she will be tagged so you can go follow her thank you thank you thank you thank you this was amazing great i am happy to be here i'm humbled to be here i'm just so proud of all the things that you are doing and pursuing and it's just you know i'm just yeah man all all the good all the good vibes to you yes receive good stuff well all right until we meet again Likewise. Love ya. Love you too. Bye, girl. I truly do love that woman. And Bianca is just such a light force. And spending this precious moment with her was so beautiful. And I just appreciate how transparent she was. Her journey has been so unique, like all of ours. And the five things that she shared, I feel like just really captured her lessons learned in such a beautiful way, especially when you think about growth and how it really impacts us most. I was just impressed, okay, with her and her ability to just clearly articulate how those moments define and redefine how she lives and kind of how she moves in the world. So often, I feel like life offers us lessons that we should fully embrace and use as fuel for future events. But we miss these opportunities and then we're forced to keep repeating these lessons over and over again until we truly get it. Bianca reminded us not only to listen to the pace of our life, but to trust the rhythm of our lives because it's flowing at our own unique tempo. And another gem she shared that really hit home for me and for our community more specifically is the third one she shared of knowledge of self. When we are truly intentional about peeling back our layers and learning about who we are as spiritual beings, The living we get to do is so much better. And the things that surfaced for her were honesty and transparency. And for me, it was authenticity. 
So I really challenge anyone under the sound of my voice to really think about the thing that surfaces for you when you think about your knowledge of self. Because as she so gently reminded us, self-love is our very first romance. The last two gems I want to reinforce are one, gathering folks in your tribe who are qualified enough to be on your board of directors. And we'll have to get B back on the show to dive a little bit deeper into that topic. But for now, let's just say that it's super crucial to have people in your circle that you trust to give you wise counsel as you need it. And then the second thing is that you have everything that you need. I love that. When she shared that, I just, my heart just bounced because it's so true. Like everything we need, we already have inside of us. Not only to just get us started, but to keep us going and to really make miracles happen through our consistent actions. So I say again to you and to myself, we have everything that we need. So as we conclude the 15th episode of season two, let us move forward in placing action behind the centered thought of today. Become a person of standard. May you remember to pace yourself along this journey and pause to take in each moment. May you only engage with people, places, and things that are on purpose, on brand, and on time. May you continue to dig deeper than ever before to truly discover your knowledge of self and always remember that self-love is our very first romance. May you embrace every internal and external intersection and keep space for the mantra, you have everything you need. Until we meet again. Thank you.